All right. So go ahead and finding a comfortable seat. And letting your gaze turn inward, even if you don't have your eyes closed and are softening your gaze. Can you let your awareness draw in? Just sensing how it is that you are feeling today. What it feels like in your body. Bring your hands to your heart. And just give yourself a little gentle pressure there, connecting with self. We heard the writer Ocean Vong say that when he chooses to speak, when he's speaking to groups or just speaking, that he shifts his voice, right? And he said the way that he described it was, I take the shoes off of my voice so that what I am expressing is done so with care and tenderness. And when we come to this point in class, we're creating in this new space we embody together this way in which we are taking our shoes off and entering into practice, into sacred time. with tenderness and care. And let's take three breaths together. Take a big full inhale. Hold it at the top, just being full. And then exhale. Holding at the bottom, just being empty. And then breathing in. Hold. Breathing out. Hold. One more biggest inhale of the day. Holding. And then exhale, lengthen it out, let it be long, long, long. Holding at the bottom.
I'm going to let the breath come in naturally. Noticing if anything shifted for you. Sometimes it's a goddamn miracle. How just being present for three breaths can change our state. And sometimes it's more of just a uh, noticing, oh, it didn't work so much today, it's harder. There's more residue to work through. It's heavier today. And then drop your hands. And you can stay there holding yourself, actually, if you would like, or um, blink your eyes open. Welcome yourself back into the communal space. Um, Hi. Oh my gosh, I'm just so happy. Having two days off, I like literally miss you guys, and then I come back and I'm like, hi. It's like me with the plants, or Chrissy with the plants, like, hi. What is, what's happened to you? Did you grow a new leaf? What's going on? Um, so I um, noticed this week that our tolerance for what has been happening, we talked about it a little bit, Um, is sort of beginning to wane, (laughs) if it hasn't already, but it's gotten really, really real. Hi, Allison. I'm glad to see you. I didn't see you in the beginning. Um, And that there's a lot of suffering. I have, um, there was one day where I received so many messages from students, from friends, um, from all of you, where people are really, really starting to suffer. It's been very difficult. And I felt um, in myself like, oh my gosh, it feels so hard to lead because I don't really know what I am doing, right? And had to kind of speak that out loud because none of us know this is such a time of uncertainty. Um, But people's marriages are falling apart. People are having a really difficult time because they haven't necessarily had human contact like any in a really long time. It's beginning to get really real financially for a lot of us. Um, including Jessica and I, it's very painful and hard. And um, I also simultaneously noticed that the tone (laughs) of some of the communication that was coming in through Love High was starting to be a little bit more, not everyone, but a little bit more like terse, you know? (laughs) Um, and when that happens, I'm like, uh-oh, people are really start. it's starting to happen. People are really suffering, you know? Um, and I think that it's a thing that we need to do naturally where um, when we are suffering and having a really hard time is we just want the fucking thing to work, right? And when something goes wrong, um, we want then to be able to turn outward and then vent all of our pent-up feelings on something outside of us so that we don't have to sit with what is so uncomfortable inside of us. Has anyone had this happen in relationship this week? Or, yes. (laughs) Lots of hands held high, friends, if you can't see each other. Um, Maybe you did press send on that email, right? Uh, and then there's a little moment where you're like, oh, whoops, I wish I wouldn't have said that. I wish I had not pressed send. Um, and so the word that I've been thinking a lot about this week is generosity, right? Um, and 
Generosity, I think, there's two parts to it. There's the part where it means, like, to give, right? Um, And then there's also the part where there's a trusting in the enoughness of things, right? And when we trust in the enoughness of things, it means that we're engaged and connected with a part of ourselves that is always kind and good and that we can't mess up, right? And, um, you know, when a boat gets lost at sea, right, if a boat ends up somewhere where it didn't mean to end up, it's not like the boat is then like, you know what, let's push the button and blow this thing down and self-destruct because we ended up somewhere we didn't want to end up. So let's just shut the whole thing down. We're going to explode the boat. That's what we got to do. Right? That's not what happens. What happens when a boat goes out to sea and gets in a place where it wasn't um, trying to be, it course corrects. And that's the word I think that I would like to bring also in, um, into our space today, is that we have an option. We can criticize and judge when we end up in a place that we don't want to be, when we press send on the email, when we use harsh words because we're uncomfortable inside. Um, or we can course correct and move toward a place that we would rather be because we notice that we've ended up someplace that we don't want to. Does this make sense, friends? Okay. And also, um, there's another part to the word generosity that has to do with our relationship with our innate goodness, with the essential part of us that is always good. And that's trust. I think to be generous, that we have to be able to trust in the vastness of our own beingness, right? Um, And we talked about this a little bit this week, but when we turn inside, when we practice, when we meditate, when we pause, when we course correct, we're connecting with a vastness inside of us that has a special alchemy where if we can meet ourselves in that place, that the feelings and the um, that the feelings stop becoming facts. I have a friend, her name is Heidi, she's fucking awesome. She just became a new real estate agent like the week that COVID happened. So she's having her own path right now, but she's a deep, deep feeler and she always says feelings are not facts, right friends? Feelings are not facts. It's just a way that we feel at the moment. And that what is a fact is our essential goodness, that we are connected to expansive love all the time and that we have access to that all the time. And when we're able to connect with that by being still, by quieting ourselves and course correcting, we're able to move from a place that is rooted in a deeper, higher wisdom rather than from a place that is like the storm on the surface of the ocean. Does this make sense? It's that metaphor, again, that what is happening on the surface of the ocean is weather and it will pass. But if we can go deep and connect with something that is deeper, right, that that is what is eternal, that that is what is always available to us. I'm going to look at my notes. Um, and when oops, and when we get scared, right, the fear that happens leads us to believe that there is not enough. And that's the opposite of generosity. And so what happens when we get scared that there's not enough? We get greedy and clingy, right? We, I'm just naming this not because it's bad and wrong, but I think it's just good to notice these things in ourselves. 
and that we also start to um, either inflate our sense of self, right, or deflate our sense of self and press that self-destruct button, like, oh, I did something, I ended up in a place I don't want to be, boop, I'm going to self-destruct the boat. No, we course correct, right? And that part of the work of yoga is inhabiting our sense of self-worth in a real way, not in an inflated way, right? Not in a um, self-pitying, self-destructive way, but in a way where we take up this embodied space, this portal from which we get to view the universe and own our essential goodness and our imperfections and be able to tolerate the paradox of those two meeting, right? And yoga increases our tolerance for being able to withstand that discomfort of us pressing the send on the email and also being a really fucking good person. Yeah? Is this helpful? Um, Okay. Uh, Let me just make sure I didn't miss it. Oh, um, this is so good. Okay, so I, um, do you guys know the writer Ocean Vong? I brought his book right now. It's a beautiful book. On Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous. Have you guys read this? You should read it. Yeah, Mary, you have. So good. Um, and Ocean Vong was talking to Krista Tibbet on On Being, and he's obsessed with um, the Noah's Ark metaphor. And this was taped before COVID happened. You can hear people clapping in the audience. You're like, oh my God, don't touch anyone. Just on the radio, right? And Ocean Vong says this beautiful thing about the Noah's Ark metaphor that I wanted to bring to you guys. He says um, he's he's obsessed with this myth. And the idea of it is, okay, if an apocalypse is happening, this big revealing, right? Then what are you going to build the vessel out of? And um, here's a secret hint, friends. This is our vessel. This is home, this body. That's why we do this practice is to remember that this is our home. And then if you have this vessel, right, that you're going to take through, through this big revealing, which is the apocalypse, what are you going to choose to take with you, right, in the apocalypse? And that that's what Noah was doing with the ark. He built this big, beautiful ark and then was like, all right, what's coming with me? What's going to go in the vessel with me? And I don't know about all of you, friends, but I would like it to be generosity and I would like it to be trust in the vastness. And also a trust that I'm connected to my own wholeness. Last thing, um, I was going through my journals because we're moving. Look at this cute little journal. Um, It's one that I kept when I was going through one of the most difficult parts of my divorce. And I was like, oh, what was I doing? Because honestly, like compared to my divorce, this feels easy a little bit to me. I mean, you know, it's different, but I feel like uniquely suited to be strong during this time to hold space for all of you. Um, And I found this quote that I wrote uh, in it. I posted it yesterday. Some of you may have seen it. But it's from Bell Hooks. And she says, A generous heart is always open, always ready to receive our going and coming. Right? That's that waves on the ocean, our going and coming. A generous heart is ready to receive both. Right? In the midst of such love, We need never fear abandonment. If we can love ourselves like that, if we can love ourselves in our going and in our coming, we need never fear abandonment. This is the most precious gift true love offers. The experience of knowing we always belong.
the experience of understanding deep inside of ourselves that we are always a part of the whole. That there's nothing that you need to do or say or be to be worthy of love in this life, right? The you is always essentially good and kind. Um, okay, let's go to our mats. We're going to start on our backs. We are going to have a playlist.